Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week our podcast features an episode of the Hallmark Playhouse called Unless Love is Music. It first aired on June 24th, 1948. Remember, a Hallmark card when you care enough to send the very best. From Hollywood, the makers of Hallmark greeting cards bring you an exciting dramatization of an unforgettable story on the Hallmark Playhouse. Tonight's story was chosen from the whole world of fiction by one of the world's most popular authors whose knowledge of stories that will entertain you and stir your imagination is universally recognized. Hallmark is proud to present the distinguished novelist, Mr. James Hilton. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Our story tonight is called Unless Love is Music by Libby Block, which we are giving for the first time on the air. It has a beguiling musical angle and a title that suggests that love is a lyric experience. Well, what happens if it isn't? Our story gives us one answer. And there's no doubt that the author has fulfilled her intention to weave an intriguing story. And that's not always easy to do, you know. I know something that helps a lot of folks fulfill their good intentions, Mr. Hilton. Yes, I'm quite sure I know what you have in mind. I'm sure you do, Mr. Hilton, and I'm sure millions of other people do, too. It's Hallmark cards, you see. Yes, Hallmark cards help make it easy to fulfill those good intentions of keeping in touch with friends on every occasion that calls for remembrance. For Hallmark cards say just what you want to say the way you want to say it. Now, Mr. Hilton, let's see how Miss Libby Block fulfilled her good intentions. Well, you leave on Dega on a business trip to New York. You're invited to a dinner party in the upper 50s. You sit next to a girl who's not the prettiest girl you've ever seen. She's pale and small and doesn't wear much makeup. And even you, who don't know satin from serge, know that her clothes aren't new or expensive. Still, you look at this girl and, well, it happens. You're in love and going no place unless this stranger goes along. That's what happened to Sam Burridge. After dinner, he sought out the pale little girl dispensing immediately with the usual verbal whipped cream and getting right down to solid cake. Uh, pardon me, but uh, which is your coat? I beg your pardon. Describe your coat to me and I'll get it for you. You and I are leaving. Well, where are we going? We can't just stand here on the curb getting taxi drivers fast home. Now, wait. Look, uh, let's settle this right now. Settle what? Nothing's happened. On the contrary, something has at last happened. Now, I'll never bother you with questions. All I have to know is your last name and are you free. On second thought, never mind your last name. Am I free? Are you? I'm free. I want you to marry me. Marry you? Good, like that. Could you smile when you say that? You look so miserable. Well, that's because you'd have to move down Dega. The whole town could fit into Central Park. 
I work in construction and track mud around. I'm rough, simple. I whistle around the house, and I... I don't think you'd like oh, me. Oh, yes, Just I do. Just What did you say? Yes. Sorry, just get the flower in your hair. You like it just the way it is, so... Mm-hmm. Simple things for you. Thank you, sir. Oh, and, and thank you for attending that race today of beef for the party. I'll try anything, Warren. I do want to make a good impression on Mr. Burridge's friend. Get our first party for it. Oh, Sam ain't worried. He's got confidence in you. Have, have you always called Mr. Burridge, Sam? Mm-hmm. He likes it. You're very fond of him, aren't you? Who ain't fond of him? Um... Uh, who is exactly? Besides you, that is. The woman to watch is Mrs. Celeste Clayton. Old slave? Grass widow. Mm. Is she, um, pretty? Mm, Midland pretty. Clever? Uh, talented? She paints watercolors. Mm, talented. Trade girls. You'd do a lot for Sam, wouldn't you, Cry? I'd even attempt a filet of beef for him. But what can I do? Just keep looking like you do now. Thank you, Floyd. And good luck to you, ma'am. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Am I all right, Floyd? Oh, be careful, Faye. Delighting be worthy of him. But be careful. So careful. Come in. Faye, have you a bottle? Faye. You don't look so sharp. But you're lovely. Well, that's like telling you my face is clean. And it is, too. <laughs> oh, Sam. You know what? What? I'm wearing the satin slippers you bought for me. They fit. Of course they fit. Well, how did you know to say? Tell me to run your closet for a sample shoe. Oh, Sam. Why are you so good to me? The whip I ordered from Chicago has no life. Right. <laughs> All right, now, downstairs you go. I'm all right, Cody. You'll slaughter him. I want you to be very proud of me, Sam. The colonel will be awful, I'm telling him. Why, in that dress... Well, that dress ought to pose for portraits. You ought to be on a concert stage in that gown. That creation... My son, how are you to say that? Why? Sam, uh, would you be surprised or pleased if I told you that I, I, I did study for the concert stage once? You? Mm-hmm. The piano. Me too. Chopstick. No, really, Sam. A uh, concert pianist. Well, why didn't you ever tell me? Oh, I, I just... Studied from that, I never quite made it. Uh, you just don't want to embarrass Oscar Levan. Oh, Sam, I, you mustn't give anyone the impression hey, that. Hey, look I... at us holding hands while our guests are waiting downstairs. A concert piano. Oh, what do you know? Sam, please don't make anything of it. Oh, oh if you've made a mistake, if you've been vain to make him proud. <laughs> Perfectly enchanting dress, but rather shame. I'm glad you like it, Sam. <laughs> and that superb fillet of beef. Mm, you do much. <laughs> you know, I just wish there were a piano here so you could play something for us. What? Sam says you're perfectly marvelous. Oh, no. Oh, come, let's not be modest. After all, I never fail to talk about my painting. Excuse me, Celeste. I'm neglecting my other guests. Tremendous success. I'm so glad. You murdered him as predicted. Did I really? 
justifiable homicide, too. Tell you how big you went over. We're invited to Dr. and Mrs. Rome's mid-January tea. Mrs. Rome? Mm-hmm. The one who runs the Andrega Review every year? Yeah, one. Oh, mm-hmm. No. Lights on? Lights out. Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Good night. Why did I do it? Why did I do it? Why did I do it? She can't play cold like this, but I can. Let me favor you with my version of chopsticks. Oh, no, no. A thousand times. No, but I insist. Sam, will you take me home, please? Oh, poor darling. That must have been terribly embarrassing. Sam, I blame you. An artist needs practice, and you're very naughty not to have bought say a piano long before this. Now, there's an idea. Sam, take me home. All right, dear. Come along. I'll get you things. Bye, Celeste. Bye-bye, children. (laughs) Get out of that, we say. Let's see you slide out of that. There it is, Lane. How do you like it? Oh, Sam. Biggest, loudest piano I could get into the living room. Had it delivered while you were downtown. You like it? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just sit here and relax while you play list of us. Oh, it will need tuning. Well, the man tuned it. Listen. <laughs> you see? Go ahead, play something. I can't. Yeah? I, I just can't bear having anyone around when I'm out of practice, Sam. But I, I'm not just anyone, am I? Sam, any artist will tell you the same thing. You know best, they are. Look, um, suppose I go to the office and work late while you practice in private. Don't get too late then. Beast. Black golden beast. With your ugly ivory smile. Beast. I hate you! Hallmark Playhouse is presenting Unless Love is Music, a story selected for you by James Hilton. Let's go back for a moment to the early 19th century and a quiet street in Concord, Massachusetts. It is late at night and all the houses are dark. But wait, there's the faint glow of a lamp coming from a window of that old house down the block. Inside the room that is lined with books, a thin scholarly man sits at an old-fashioned desk, reading and making notes. Year after year he has done this, constantly reflecting and writing on the problems of everyday living. This is the man whose essays will someday win for him the title of the wisest American. And tonight he has reached a conclusion concerning one ingredient that every work of true value must have. 
At this point, the great Ralph Waldo Emerson looks up thoughtfully for a moment, then takes up his pen and slowly writes these seven significant words. Nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm. If you could watch the folks who make Hallmark cards, you'd be impressed by the sincere enthusiasm that goes into their work. They want people to enjoy these greetings, and they spare no effort in making them warm and friendly and affectionate. You see, they're not making just cards. They're creating Hallmark cards, greeting cards that have a wonderful way of saying just what you want to say, the way you want to say it. That's why Hallmark cards are America's favorite greeting cards. So remember to look on the back of the card you intend to send. Look for those three identifying words, a Hallmark card, when you care enough to send the very best. Now, the distinguished novelist, James Hilton, continues with the suspenseful romance by another writer of today, the Libby Block story, Unless Love is Music. With the arrival of that mischievous piano in the Burridge home came a curious cooling in Sam Burridge's attitude towards his wife. Or perhaps Faye in her distraught mental state merely imagined it. It remained for a new crisis to bring matters more into the open. In April, plans were underway for the Ondega Review. Celeste, being husbandless and free, contrived to be chosen as chief talent scout for the show. And who would be the first on her list, of course, but her natural prey, Faye Burridge. Hello? Hey, darling, this is Celeste. How are you, dear? Very well, Celeste. How are you? Bouncing, darling. And I'm glad you're the same, because we want you to play the Ontega Review in June. Oh, no, that's impossible. Oh, but, darling... I'm sorry, Celeste. I'm much too busy. With your help and without children? My dear. Goodbye, Celeste. Why don't they leave me alone? Why doesn't she leave me alone? <laughs> How are you? Oh, what's on your mind, Celeste? Sam, I do wish you'd talk to your wife for her sake. Why? What's the matter? We all love Faye, but some of us are beginning to feel a little hurt by her. Why? Well, she continues to refuse playing for us, and people are talking. Talking about what? Well, what would you think about someone who's supposed to be a wonderful piano player and who's never been heard to play a note? Listen, Celeste, don't bother me with your cat clubs. If you meant this kindly, I'd thank you kindly. But I'm too busy to listen to Ladies' Day at the Human Sacrifices. Goodbye. Faye, I... I want to ask a favor of you. What favor, Sam? I'd like you to play the piano for the Ondega Review in June. Don't ask me that. I'll never ask you again. Don't ask me at all, Sam. Please don't ask me at all. Why, Faye? What's wrong? I can't tell you. That's too bad. Everything was good between us up to now. Was good? Up to now. Up to the piano? Up to secrets between us. Secrets between us? Sam. Yes, Faye? Sam, sit down. Please. 
Well? Before we were married, you didn't want to know anything about me, not even my name. Remember? I remember. So I didn't tell you anything. And then when I, I wanted to seem worthier of you somehow, I, I told you I could play the piano. You didn't have to do that. But I can play sad. Well, then? Oh, I, I could play once. I worked very hard to become a concert pianist. I went to Italy to study. I was very poor, but in Sicily I met a teacher who gave me free lessons. At first I was very grateful, and then he was so good to me I couldn't help what happened. You fell in love with him? I was in love with him. And when I was in love, I can't explain it to you, but he, he was fascinating and... Terrifying when I really knew him. He always said, I have the technique for music, but you have the soul. I can teach, but you will play. We will go far together. We went along together, sir. Is that all? At last, my fear of him grew greater than my fascination. I told him it was over. It was a dreadful scene in the studio from the cliffs. But it up. Last to see resigned to the break. He, he asked me to play for him for the last time. I played. In the middle of it, I heard the studio window shatter. They found him on the rocks below, crushed and broken. He knew what it would do to me. Evil and terrible to the last. He destroyed me when he destroyed himself. I could never play after that. You mustn't ask me to. Not if you love me, Sam. How close of this... I'll tell her I've forbidden you to play. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. as though we were the happy gay Mr. and Mrs. Sam Burridge as of old. As of old. In here, Faye and Sam. Oh, I just had to take you out of the audience tonight, children. I simply had to. All right, Celeste, what? Is anything wrong? Nothing, except with a girl we finally got to play the piano for us tonight hasn't shown up. Let's get out of here, Faye. But all Faye has to do is just sit at the piano and pretend to play. We'll turn the keyboard away from the audience and have Mr. Steinhoff play his piano in the orchestra pit. Get someone else to do it yourself. Come on, Wait a minute. All you have to do is think it. I'll do it. Oh, wonderful, darling. I'll turn Mr. Steinhoff right away. I'll do it on just one condition. That I play the music, not Mr. Steinhoff. I. Faces. Faces over the footlights waiting for me to play. 
waiting for me to fail. Oh, let's see. The signal, the baton. She did. It's my conviction, Celeste, that Faye went out there tonight because she could play once. Well, if she could once, she can today. I don't understand. I don't I... expect you to understand, Celeste. Just lay off, that's all. Now, why don't you call a taxi for yourself and go home? I'm going upstairs to my wife. of the sneers and innuendos of Celeste and some of the others. Yes, I thought I could play. Don't be better. I had nothing to lose tonight by playing. I did have something to gain. I'd lost you, yes. Lost me. So at least I could try to break down that thing in my mind and soul that kept me from playing. At least I've had my music again. But I... I failed. I failed. Lost me? Faith. if you think you alienated me by that story about your music... You know I did. That's unthinkable. You wouldn't have said you could play unless you could. And when you persistently avoided playing, I knew there had to be a reason. Something deeply rooted in your being. When you told me the reason, I was, I was fully prepared for it. Then why did you brood? Why did it alienate you? It didn't. Sam, you've been distant, cold, preoccupied. No, Faye. I was troubled, but not with jealousy. Because if you could play and didn't, something that you treasured as a part of you was lost to you and to me. Sam, Sam, is that what you really feel? I felt it for a long time without knowing what to do about it. It's something you must have or die. Oh, no, I Sam. I think so, I think so. Oh, Daddy. no, no, I don't care, Sam. I just want you. I just want you to love me, and I don't care about the other. I don't, Sam, I don't. So be it, Faith. So be it. Kiss me? That can be arranged. So... Now go to sleep. Good night, darling. Sleep. He loves me. He doesn't care about what happened long ago. He wants me to play again for my sake. Oh, sweet thing. Oh, he can sing. Sam loves me. And I love Sam. Yes, Sam. You won't 
me up to... Let me sit beside you. Say. Let me sit at the piano. Say, you tried once. Then I'll try again. But I, I don't want you to be hurt. Let me try. Please let me try. Now, what shall it be? Let me try. This. You did it. I can play. I can play. I can play again. I'm free, Sam. I'm free. I can play. There's a hard wall built around my spirit, Sam. You wore it down. There was a spell upon me. The spell is broken. Yes, Sam. You did wake me up. Blake Burring said he'd call me down in the office. Siegfried broke through the magic fire to wake up his love. Didn't he? Mm-hmm. They used to call me fireproof birds, too. Ladies and gentlemen, our story tonight certainly did present an interesting problem, and one made especially attractive because of its background of music. As you can imagine, our musical director, Lynn Murray, had quite a field day over it, and Milton Geiger wrote an excellent adaptation. I think you'd also like to know that Faye and Sam Burridge were played by Joan Banks and Bill Johnstone, and our cast included B. Benaderis and Ellen Wardley. <laughs> again from Mr. Hilton. Have you heard about the new Hallmark Doll Collector's album? Children are going to have more fun than ever collecting Hallmark Dolls now that there's a lovely new album to put them in. It gives you a new and inexpensive way to make some child very happy. And during this introductory period, the album is only 25 cents when you buy one or more of the Hallmark Dolls. You'd expect the album alone to be worth a dollar, but you can give your little boy or girl or some little friend the Hallmark Doll Collector's Album with three beautiful Hallmark Dolls in it to start a collection for only one dollar. It's a wonderful and truly different gift that will make any child's heart leap with joy. Then later, you or friends and relatives can help complete the entire collection of 16 colorful Hallmark Dolls. The dolls are as easy to send as any Hallmark greeting card and cost only 25 cents each. And each new doll added to the collection will mean a new thrill for a child. So stop in tomorrow and see this new album at the store where you buy your Hallmark cards. Remember, the album with three dolls in it to start the collection is only one dollar. Now, once again, James Hilton. Next week, we've chosen Penicillinade, the delightful romance by Martha Cheever, which many of you remember. Penicillinade has that most elusive quality, charm. 
a nostalgic charm that will strike many an echo in the hearts of listeners. I'm telling you this purely and quite frankly as a teaser, because I wouldn't like you to miss it. So until next Thursday, this is James Hilton saying good night. You'll be doubly sure of the finest quality. Always look on the back of your cards for those three identifying words. A Hallmark card. Hallmark cards are sold only in stores that have been carefully selected to give you expert and friendly service. Remember, Hallmark cards when you care enough to send the very best. Now, this is Frank Gross saying goodnight to you all until next week at the same time when James Hilton, author of such absorbing stories as Lost Horizon and so well-remembered, will return with his story selection for next week. The unforgettable love story, Kenny Serenade. program came to you from the Hallmark Playhouse. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. This is KNBC, Kansas City, Missouri. The Columbia Broadcasting System. This is KNBC, Kansas City, Missouri. When you care enough to listen to the very best, listen to Hallmark Playhouse. This half-hour anthology series aired from 1948 to 1953. The host was James Hilton, a British literary giant of the time. He was author of Goodbye, Mr. Chips and Lost Horizon. He sought out great stories that he liked, dramatized them, and put them on the air. Lionel Barrymore later took over the hosting role. This radio anthology transformed into the Hallmark Television Playhouse and from that into the Hallmark Hall of Fame television show, one of the longest-running TV shows of all time. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.